0: Praise the Lord. We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We are determined to preach the truth to you today. Praise the Lord for the last service uh, that we were with you. We taught on pure sound doctrine of salvation. And today we're coming back to do a part two about that doctrine of salvation. And may we bow our heads right now remembering the name of our blessed broadcast thanking God for the opportunity to be with you to speak to you whether you're born again believers in the kingdom of Jesus Christ or you are lost we pray that you'll stay with us let's believers bow our heads and come to you Lord with all of our heart with faith in the written gospel of Jesus Christ father we thank you for all those that are listening By air, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are with us. I ask that the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit come and rest upon me to teach the written word of God. We thank you, Jesus, for you are good. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are merciful, kind, and loving, and true. We thank you for the written word of God. In Jesus, I pray that if anyone that doesn't know you that's listening, that they will have the the courage to stay with us and listen to the entire broadcast, Lord. Father, I bind the enemy and I loosen the anointing. And we thank you, Lord, for this time that we can have with you to share the true word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank the Lord Jesus for his written word. I'll be reading uh, out of 2 Corinthians 7 and 10, where Apostle Paul was talking about re- true repentance. Uh, let me just back up a few scriptures and uh, let me begin to read at verse 6. Nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you, when he told us your earnest desire for mourning, your fervent mind toward us, so that I rejoice the more, for though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent, for I perceived that the same epistle hath made you sorrow, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice. But that you were made sorry, but that sor- you sorrowed to repentance. But you were made sorry after a godly manner that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world works death. For behold, this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort, What carefulness, with carefulness, you worked it in you. So we thank you that Apostle Paul was teaching the truth. He was teaching the truth that that there are two emotions of sorrow. There's the real, true, sincere sorrow of sinning. And then there is a sorrow uh, because people don't like the consequences of their sin. Now today, we're again going into the topic of true salvation. You must first of all believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of the Father in heaven, that He came, He was born of a Virgin Mary, that He died upon the cross for all sinners, for all mankind, for all races, for all social walks. He died for the poor, He died for the middle class, He died for the rich, He died for all races. He's no respecter of persons. Jesus Christ is the creator of all things. He created all races of people. He is a loving, kind God, a true God, a fair God, a just God. He came and gave his life. He suffered tremendously, more than what we could ever explain, that you might be able to be saved. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And through the shedding of of His blood, when He gave Himself as that perfect holy sacrifice for all mankind's sin, he, he bestowed upon the world the opportunity to be born again. And how we are born again, we taught on last week's broadcast. We repent of our sins. We confess Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And we come to Him with a true sorrow that we don't want to sin anymore. And what an awesome thing happens to us. Now, at the point of salvation, Jesus Christ sends the Holy Spirit and himself. Jesus dwells within our heart as well as the Holy Spirit. You'll find that in the book of Colossians, that Jesus dwells in the heart of the believer as well as his Holy Spirit. And we begin to see that we no longer desire sin. Some of you are listening today that are lost in your sins. Some of you may believe that you're going to go to a place called heaven, but if you have not been born again, you are not going to go there. Hallelujah. The Bible is written and the Bible is truth. Some of you think that you can continue to mix and mingle with your worldly friends and do what they do and commit sin right along with them, though you confess that you believe Jesus is the savior of the world. Well, that's a sure sign you've never been born again because once you are born again, you no longer enjoy the pleasures of the sin. When you do sin, you become convicted and you have to go to Jesus and you have to repent and you don't want to sin anymore because his life now dwells within you. 2 Corinthians six seventeen and 18 teaches the believers of Jesus Christ, once born again, what they must do. It says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and will be your Father, and unto you. Uh, you should be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, the conception of separating from this world doesn't mean that you are going to be translated into heaven and not live here anymore. We have to walk it out. We're passing through as believers of Christ. Once we're saved, we have to fulfill the plan of God here upon the earth for our lives, but we must understand why it is necessary to separate ourselves from the world. We can't be a partaker of the world and we can't love the world. 1 John uh, chapter 3 talks about uh, loving the world and it says that if you love the world and you have the love of the world in your heart that you don't love the Father in heaven. Jesus said that we cannot serve the world and serve Him. We can't have two masters. We only can have one. So if you're listening to the broadcast today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And even if you made a confession of Him ten years ago, but you're still wallowing in your sin, I guarantee you're not born again. You're not in right standing with God because once that salvation takes place in your life, and if you continue to follow Jesus, you will hate sin, you will hate the pleasures of this world, and you will have a desire for Jesus by His awesome grace. To cause you to have the power to separate from those things. And that's what Paul was teaching. But the blessing of that scripture in 2 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18 is that Jesus promises us that he will receive us when we make that decision to separate from the world, from this corrupt world and its system and not any longer be dependent upon it. Yes, we have to work out there in the world. Yes, as I said, we have to live in the world. We have to live amongst unbelievers. But we're not part of them anymore. Some of you listening today are trying to straddle the fence. You're at a crossroads in life. Jesus is tugging at you. Some of you are wealthy listening to this broadcast and you're dependent upon your riches. There's nothing wrong with being rich and having money as long as you don't love money. The Word of God says the love of money is the root of all evil. It didn't say money was the root of all evil. It said the love of the money. The love. Somebody listening to the program today loves the riches of this world. You've got money. But what good is that money going to do you? Jesus said, what What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Someone needed to hear that today. Jesus Christ is speaking to you. You need to repent of the love of that money. And you let, need to let Jesus become the Lord of that money. There's a parable about a rich man in the New Testament. That rich man came to Jesus. And Jesus said, yeah, you kept all these other commandments But go and sell all your worldly possessions and follow me. And that man couldn't do it. He turned and left Jesus. That was the one thing that he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't separate himself from the world system. He didn't want to give up that money. He loved that money. And he lost his soul. Never tells in the Bible that he ever repented. As far as we know of, he couldn't enter the kingdom of heaven after he died on this earth. Because he loved the money, and it is the root of all evil. Everything stems from it. Somebody needed to hear that. And if that's you, you need to repent. You need to let God deal with you. That right there, that love of your money, could end up costing you your soul. And when you get to eternity, now let's think about that. When you get to eternity, eternity isn't a place where you, got, you can change your mind. And then get out of there. I think about the story about the beggar Lazarus in the Bible, that he sat at the gate of the rich man, and he begged for a, a, a drink or a crumb of food. And the rich man he wouldn't share anything he had. Somebody's listening to the program. It's full of greed. Your heart and your heart—that love for money has lo- cost you your family. It's cost you your family. You love that money more than you loved your your own flesh and blood family. It may have broken up your marriage you love that greed, that covetous. You want more. You're bound up by wanting more and more and more. You're never satisfied. You already got more than you can ever spend. I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone who is bound by the love of money. Your soul is going to be lost. Jesus said, what does it profit a man? If he gain the whole world and lose his soul, I say it again. What is that gonna profit you? Your money when you face Jesus Christ face to face is not gonna, you're not gonna buy your way into heaven. You're gonna have to spend an eternity a place that goes on forever and ever. You're gonna go to hell. You're gonna the wages of sin is death, and that means spiritual death. You're gonna end up in hell. Jesus is wooing you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is talking to you. Some of you people listening to me won't separate yourself unto the world. You've thought about salvation. You've heard the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yet you prefer to stay bound by alcohol and drugs. And you just cannot imagine giving up the pleasure of your sin. Well, you you need to stop and you need to think about what that decision is going to mean. True repentance honors the laws and the principles of God. And faith honors the gospel. And Jesus Christ is the gospel. Amen. How does repentance honor the law? In contrition, it mourns over its departure from a holy commandment. You will mourn. True repentance makes you grieve over sin. You begin to hate sin once you're saved. You don't hate people. You hate the sin. And it causes us to know that every time we sin, we sin against a holy God. Jesus is holy. Amen. He never sinned. How does the Holy Spirit help a person to repent? He's going to help you right now if you're willing, if you're teachable by applying the word of God to the conscience, by touching the heart, by strengthening the will, and the determination to turn from sin. Lord, I pray right now for the people, Lord God, that are under Holy Ghost conviction for their sin. You're, gonna, you're there, Holy Spirit. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's dealing with you. You're afraid to let go of that corrupt world system. You're afraid to let go of that false doctrine. You're, you have fears that are not of God. And Jesus says, fear has bondage. We are only to fear the one who has the right to send us to heaven or hell. And what is it talking about? Reverent fear of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that that wrong fear they will repent of and they will embrace a Reverent fear of Jesus Christ because one day He is going to judge all mankind, and one day the Word of God says, Every Knees shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You are listening to this broadcast, some of you. But you're saying, I'm not quite sure that what this person is preaching is true. I challenge you to get on your knees and say, Jesus, if you're real, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Glory to God and change me. Manifest. To me, the truth, Lord Jesus, all, whoever is doing that right now, Lord, I know your presence is going to touch them. I know that the scales that have blinded them about true salvation are falling from their face. I thank you, God. I thank you that you're dealing with hearts today. I thank you, God, that believers are, are going to begin to have an attitude of desiring to separate themselves from sin and the corrupt world system. I thank you, Lord, that people are repenting of greed and covetousness and the love of this world. I thank you, Jesus, that you are dealing with the pride of life in many of your people that are listening. I thank you, Lord God, that they're letting go of their love of the world. Listen to these scriptures love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the Father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world and the world passes away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God will abide forever do you want to live forever with Jesus do you really want to go to hell somebody might be listening out there and not even believe in this born again thing let me tell you jesus doesn't lie he is truth. john 3 3 says that he told nicodemus you must be born again to enter the kingdom of god now there is no other way in i don't care what you've been taught if you're listening to the broadcast then i believe the holy spirit has caused you to listen because you have a hunger even if it's the size of a grain of a mustard seed you have the hunger for truth and these false doctrines that you've been following, you just know that you know inside your conscious man that it isn't right. Something's wrong. It's not bringing you the full peace. You're not settled on the fact that this is the way to eternity. There is a heaven and there is a hell. There is a Jesus there is only one real Jesus, the Son of God, and He said you must be born again. That means that you must confess that you're a sinner. You don't have to list all your sins, but you must confess that you are a sinner, and you must confess that the Word of God is truth, and you must say, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive my sins, come into my heart today. Someone is so bound up with fear, you're about to reach out, take another drink, you're about to reach out and do something that touched that unclean thing that you know is was wrong, that knows you, that has you in bondage, that you've served this bondage for years, Jesus Christ can break it. I was set free from drugs and alcohol, Jesus Christ can do it. It didn't take me six months to get free, it took me one matter of one second, as soon as I had sincere, godly sorrow that we just read, that Apostle Paul wrote about in 2 Corinthians 7. Verse 10, true godly sorrow, as soon as I repented and I was willing to let go of the sin, I was set free. Jesus wants to do that for you. Lord, I close this broadcast today with a prayer for all those that are listening, Lord. I close it with a prayer, Jesus, that everyone that's under conviction right now, Lord God would be able, Lord Jesus... To break, oh God, through to you that would sincerely say, Jesus, I don't want to live in my sin anymore. I've committed many sins. Even if you just committed one, you're a sinner. You all fall short of the glory of God and you all need to be saved. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me all my sins and come into my heart. I believe, Jesus, that you are who you say you are in the written word of God. I choose to believe it. I may not understand it all, but I choose. Choose to just believe your word that says you are the only begotten son of the Father and whomsoever will believe in you and have true godly sorrow. Shall have eternal life with you. Lord, I thank you for the souls that are being saved out there today. I thank you, Lord, for the skeptics that have listened today and they've got to, they haven't repented yet, but the word of God is going to continue to work in their life. They're going to remember that scripture that what does it profit a man to win the whole world and lose his soul? They're going to meditate on it, Lord. And at some point in time, the Holy Spirit's going to bring them to that place of true repentance. I pray, Lord God, for this person that's lost their whole family because they loved money. That's a word of knowledge you gave me. They love money and they love the world and they have greed and covetousness so strong in their life. I pray that right now that they will come under Holy Ghost conviction and they will realize their sin. And Lord, that they will repent. And I know when they do, they will find a faithful And just God, Jesus Christ, he will forgive them of all their sin. And they will become a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ, the Lord God Almighty. And I pray, Lord, for all the pastors around the world, teachers and preachers, that they would get back to the preaching of truth in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. We hope that you will come back with us next week on the I Believe in Jesus program. We are so grateful for this opportunity and we will continue to pray for all the believers around the world. And if you're going through great afflictions, if you're being persecuted in your nation, remember... That the Christians in America, many of them, I can't speak for all of them, but I know many of them are praying for our brothers and sisters around the world that are actually running for their lives. I would just say to you on the close of this broadcast, be strong. The Lord would say unto you, be of good courage. And oh my, the grace of God is there for you. And we will pray. And please pray for all of us in America. The Christian church here needs to wake up and return to true doctrine. Keep us in your prayers. We love you. God bless you. But Jesus loves you more.